0: Did you start? I the... said
1: one. I said three, two, oh, but one. but I didn't hear you click. Oh, I didn't click. I just, I did a tap.
0: Oh, okay. Welcome to Split the Difference, the podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Whitney. How are you? It's been good. two months.
1: It's been a while. Yeah,
0: I'm good. What are you drinking?
1: Mm. This is a larceny bourbon uh, that I just poured, so unfortunately I'm not sauced enough for the start, but by the end <laughs> it'll be fun. Um, yeah, it's a larceny bourbon neat. This
0: is episode 37. Creeping along. Oh,
1: I meant to tell you. Okay. I got a Stars add-on for Prime, and they have a whole channel. You know, you have a Prime membership, and you can get like an add-on of like another network for like four dollars or whatever. Yeah. I got the Stars one just so I could watch. There's a black uh, remake of a British movie called Death at a Funeral. Yes. And it has Chris Rock in it. Uh, What's her name? What? Chris Rock. It's really good. It's really good. But anyway, James Marsden plays the. a white guy that goes on the roof. Anyway, so I bought it just so I could watch that movie. I'm not ashamed. And they have a whole channel that's just James Bond movies. Oh yeah. I meant to
0: tell you. They're very good good about that.
1: Yeah. So anyway, go stars.
0: Go go stars. Go make that money. Episode 37, we're back. Mm -hmm. We're going to do a two and two today.
1: Let's double it
0: up. Versus
1: a three and two. I, I don't actually have a recollection that that's how we used to do it, but whatever.
0: Whitney, I want you to rank something. Let's do it. The the website Big7Travel ranked the sexiest USA accents. The sexiest accents in the United States of America. I'm going to want you to Can rank... Can we
1: define sexy just for a minute? Sure, let's go for it. Sexy means if I, if I do nothing but hear someone speak in this voice, okay. I want to bone them. Is that the idea?
0: Whoa. Um, how would you define sexy? I mean, I that's actually like how I would define like sexy. A,
1: it's like <laughs> the, the voice alone... I think it's like, arousing.
0: Um, Not necessarily, okay. you're with, but like something arouses. Yeah, but something
1: could the... arouse fear or disgust. Sure. Because I think I know where you're going in one of these. Okay. Anyway, please.
0: I'm going to give you the top five. Oh, God. And I want you to rank them in okay. your order of what's sexiest. Oh, God. The, the Chicago accent. The Maynard accent. The New York accent. The Texan. And the Boston yeah.
1: Um, Boston arouses disgust. <laughs> I absolutely hate the Boston accent. I think there's also I think it's because I had to stay overnight in the Boston airport once, and Ooh. I think ever since then I've just decided that I hate that place. Um, so Sully Boston, and Fitzy
0: uh, really really bother you in the airport.
1: Sully and Fitzy. Yeah, but, who's Fitzy? I don't know.
0: They're five five four. Love chowder, love the socks. It's
1: terrible. It's just so. Do Do you watch Thirty Rock? I do. So uh, Julianne Moore's impression, no, it's. I'm sorry, it's Cynthia Nixon's impression of Julianne Moore doing an impression of the Boston accent is probably my favorite thing. Because like, Liz has to like write the story of, of Jack and whatever. Spoiler alert. <sighs> Spoiler alert.
0: We'll get there in a second. We'll get there. Boston's um, five for you.
1: Boston's number five. I think Chicago's really stupid too, but wait, what's New York? like? New York. Uh, um, let me get a cab. Is that New York? Pizza. Pizza. It's flat. The, the socks. The socks. No, that's Boston. No. The okay. I hate them both. So okay. we're just gonna. <laughs> they're a tie for worst. Okay,
0: Chicago. Um, and, uh, excuse me. Chicago's but,
1: not good either, but. Um,
0: Chicago. Chi- no, Chicago.
1: Chicago. You didn't say Chicago on purpose, right?
0: I did. Well, it depends on what part of the city.
1: Who in the city says Chicago, with the with the vertical O?
0: Oh, I think you can go far west of, like west of Bridgeport? Do you find those folks?
1: Okay. Yeah, I don't go there.
0: I mean, nor do I. I. that's where all the cops live. <laughs> oh, that, that's, okay. That's not so, awesome.
1: we'll put Chicago at number three. Safety first. Um, Ooh.
0: Maynard and Fuck,
1: I hate Texas. all of them. I hate all of them. Okay, Maynard, I don't know what it is. Okay. But I'm going to assume that it's like New Englandy.
0: I think that's but a fair Chowda, assumption.
1: They say chow okay. Um, Okay. Maina. Mayna. I... I guess I hate You go
0: to one. yoga and yeah, say okay. yoga. Yeah,
1: okay. then <laughs> let's actually put that one at number three. Chicago can be number Look two. Look at Chicago. Texan, I guess, is number one. I hate all of those accents. Not a fan. I hate them all. I don't like our Chicago accent. I think it's stupid.
0: Oh, I, I'm not the biggest fan. Okay, so you... Oh, yours? I need... Oh, uh, the, mm, I just closed it Texan. out.
1: Texan. Texan?
0: Yeah. Ugh. I would say five for me, is probably the Boston accent. It's terrible. I'm going to put Maine at four. I'm going to put Texan at three. Okay. I'm going to put, what does that leave me? New York what and Chicago? You New York and Chicago. Uh, this, it's
1: a terrible choice. Yeah,
0: it's not really good. I'm going to put Chicago at one and New York two.
1: I think that's fair. I don't like Texan accent, but there's there's some sort of like, Folksy? I don't, folksy, like a like a, like a a cowboy fantasy kind of thing that I feel like I can kind of get behind, but really I can't, but.
0: I don't think the logistics of, no. cow, yeah, I think no. it's more on top or under, there's okay. behind or in okay. front. Okay,
1: so what are we talking about today, Alan?
0: Uh, we got two stories in the news. Let's do it. Mount Everest. They say the climate is death defying, and a lot of people are struggling to defy that death.
1: Oh my gosh. So once you get to uh, a certain point, I think it's 20, 20, 22,000 feet? That's true. That's the No, 26,000 feet is considered the death zone. And once you get into Ugh. that range, you have a one in 10 chance of dying on that mountain. That's not very good. And when you die there, you stay there. Well, you, that, They you, don't bring you down.
0: It, well, it's a lot of dead weight, literally. 11 yeah. people have died- In this season. Uh, this climbing season nine of them uh nine of the people that have died have died on the way down overcome by altitude sickness and exhaustion primarily it seems created by a a, a traffic jam of people yeah you've
1: probably already if you're listening to this now you've already seen that image that um the Staggering. image of it essentially it's like the what is it the southern side and it's just a line of people, and they're all attached to the same safety rope. Ugh. And I read some account from someone who had been there to say, like, they had to step around someone that had died, but the person is still clipped into the line, and that person will probably stay there. I mean, maybe they'll unclip her and then just push her down the hill. I don't know, that's, but. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? What,
0: it, it seems like the backups created by a number of people being able to get permits very easily. Mm-hmm. More so on the, the Nepalese, Nepalese side than the Chinese side, but what do you make it? I mean, this is we're <laughs> this is kind of wild.
1: I mean, it's this idea of adventure tourism, this idea that we're going to just go China, China. So on the Chinese side, tariffs. There, you're right, lots and lots of those. Um, no, I think it's like there, there are. It, it's a business. It is not a. Um, it's not people do for fun. People spend up to $70,000 yeah. to go on these treks. They have to take months off of work. So there's clearly a privilege thing that's happening here. But there there are businesses that are all about, like, how do we get the most people up the mountain for the cheapest cost? I read up, something yeah. about um, there's there's been this sort of swath of um, insurance fraud scams where people get helicoptered off of the mountain Soft. for things that are just altitude sickness but it's like if your guide tells you no I think what's going on with you is incredibly serious you're going to say well you've been up here 17 times and I'm a midwestern mom so what the fuck do I know and so you get a helicopter ride off and then the, the insurance company ends up footing the bill because all oh, these wow. places have insurance companies so it's like there there is money to be made on this it doesn't seem like the Nepalese government has any interest in trying to police any of this um, I, I've, I've just read that they're sort of really corrupt.
0: Let me ask you a question. Should, if you were in charge, would you let people climb Mount Everest?
1: Well, from, from a, just a cultural standpoint, it is supposed to be this holy place and it's pretty trashed right now. And I think I would have some qualms if I were, if I were a Nepalese citizen and I really saw that as a holy place, I think I would actually probably say, okay, enough is enough. I don't know that we're going to do this anymore because it's not, one, a lot of people are dying. There's a ton of dead white people up here and there's a ton of trash. I mean, I'm, t- I'm talking like literal tons of trash. Oh, yeah. Because at the, and you had mentioned this sort of like as you're coming down from the from the summit and the summit is maybe like the size of- um, It's
0: super small.
1: Yeah. It's like the size, I think what I read is like it's the size of two ping pong tables put together. So when you think about like why is there a traffic jam to get up there, it's because Everyone wants to stand up there and take their pictures and da-da-da-da-da, and you think about, like, what does it look like to be in a VIP line for, you know, going to get your favorite author to sign your book? Yeah, there's a line. Because you want to stand up there and talk and whatever, and each person maybe only takes a minute, but then at that point when you see how many people are in this line, it's kind of insane. Days of backup. It's kind of insane.
0: I I would close it off. Yeah? I, I would let people climb it once every five years. Oh. For a limited time.
1: Well, there is talk of sort of a lottery system and how it might look. Again, the Chinese side being a little bit more stringent. They're a little bit more controlled on how these expeditions go up. But in, in Nepal, they don't. And they... Um, You're
0: going to have some qualification for... Like, you can't just say, I want to do this and there's this guide. Like, you need to be able to... like Go go deal with Kilimanjaro. Yeah. And, then, and then come talk to me.
1: And I've heard that as sort of a criticism as well. That the bar for entry for this... Super this, low. Incredibly difficult thing. Like you have to qualify to run an Ironman. Yeah. You do not have to qualify to to go up Mount Everest. You have to have forty to seventy thousand dollars to do it, and two months of of time that you can take off Prop. from whatever job you have. Yeah. But other than that, you don't really need anything. And so a lot of these people that are part of this sort of this jam of people, um, a lot of them were just inexperienced climbers that were just excited about trying to do something.
0: Nah. And, and, and guess what? It, it takes away the accomplishment. Mm-hmm. If anyone can do it, mm. then, then what are we doing here? We gotta, Would you do it?
1: No. Would you personally do it? No. Yeah. I'm not... I, I'll, I'll fly by in a helicopter. <laughs> I'll pick up someone who's supposedly <laughs> has altitude sickness. Uh, yeah. It's insane.
0: Caps, the other big story in the news... The 94-year history of the Scripps National Spelling Bee. That's
1: right. It's crazy.
0: It ended on Thursday night with a record eight spellers crowned as co-champions.
1: Yeah, you were pretty salty about this.
0: I I am not a fan of this. At all. At all. So,
1: what is it that really ticks you off about this? A couple things. It's just a bunch of little kids.
0: And that's great. It's a competition. I get that we may not need to have a single winner, though I think that would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let me be very clear about that.
1: Okay.
0: So we may have co-champions. We may get down to two. Mm-hmm. When you have, when you have an elite eight worth of uh, champions,
1: yeah, that you don't have a, like, a champion. It feels like you're not done.
0: You're not done. No. And if you're telling me, well, they were tired, we went through so many words.
1: How uh, many rounds did they go through? 20. That doesn't seem like that many.
0: Well, that's what I'm talking Expelling about. Spelling
1: 20 words? That doesn't make me tired.
0: I just... Now, originally, this is according to an ESPN piece...
1: I I have to just pause and say I'm very excited that you found the story on ESPN.
0: Oh, the worldwide leader. I love it. Uh, They decided, uh, although the B, and I'm quoting here, although the B had decided to split the first and second place money in the event of a tie, those plans were quickly scuttled and each speller was given the full $50,000 cash prize uh, in addition to a Scripps cup. Again...
1: So what, do they have to go make a bunch of more Scripts cups? Did you see the picture Is of somebody getting an IOU for, like, uh, come back later? Is it, it's going
0: to be like, oh, it's my you know, it's my month to hold the cup? Yeah. You have eight champions? Yeah. You know what that's called? It's called Friday, kids. <laughs> We're going to have some more words.
1: Yeah, wait, why It's not like they you ran that? out of words. Why didn't they do that?
0: Soft. Mm. So my, my issue is not, i I'm this, happy for the kids, the kids are I know this is supposed to be, like, impressive.
1: us disagreeing, but I kind of, I kind of agree. I feel I, like there's no... There's no
0: I mean, you you uh, that. This is ridiculous. Mm. You just don't have a champion.
1: I go agree, and I think if you're going to give each winner the oh, full prize, what amount, are we doing here? Then whatever complications you have around, like we didn't plan to go a second day, we have to figure out the venue, what's going on with the television broadcast. If really what Stream you're it. looking at is an extra, and let's just be generous here, three hundred thousand dollars, we'll say that there were two winners. Fine. Yeah. So it's, it's an extra three hundred thousand dollars. Use that extra $300,000 to get a second day.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. Also, listen, if I finished in ninth and I knew I was one place away from the money, from first place money. That's a very good point. I would be livid. Like, I'm talking about protesting the B. I would claim that it changed my strategy. If I just need to get to the top eight and survive a couple more rounds.
1: That's right. Lawsuits. Maybe there will be lawsuits. I sincerely hope so. Well, here's the other thing I keep thinking about. Is they can
0: spell things right in the losses.
1: How have we decided yes. that this becomes this sort of ultimate um, ultimate demonstration of smarts for kids?
0: Have we? I well, guess people do I assume have, that if you could spell your smart.
1: There are a lot of That's families true. that are grooming their kids for this from a young age. And they, are, they come from a certain part of the world. This is what you're laughing about. A lot of South Asian families. What? I'm just saying if you look at the top 8 the demos there's there's a lot of homogeneity there is what I'm saying it's it's definitely a very specific Careful. group of families Careful. that are interested in this as as something that they want to push their kid into and I'm not saying don't give your kid that competitive advantage don't push your kid to be the best they can but why the spelling bee why that as opposed to
0: Math on Science
1: Fair, Math Decathlon, Debate. Debate, debate is so hot right I got now. I an answer. Although it actually might not be hot. got an answer. What?
0: Spelling bees on TV.
1: Spelling bees on TV? Where,
0: where, where, where's some kid working out a tangent and a cosine? Mm. Huh? Where mm-hmm. are they at? Mm-hmm. They're in a, some some hot gym. Not on
1: ESPN. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> That's right. In, in... ESPN 7. Oh,
0: we're well, deep in there. That's right. Whitney, you got two big stories.
1: I was a good speller, by the way.
0: I was a terrible speller. That's a really good speller. Terrible stuff. I
1: also took etymology in 10th grade, I think, in prep for all the standardized testing. I still use that to this day. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Whitney, there are a lot of people that are upset. Game of Thrones just recently ended. That's right. There's a Deadwood movie. That's right. A lot of people went out and saw Avengers Endgame. That's right. Et cetera, et cetera. Ultimately, people are upset about two things. One, spoilers. Yep. And two, content, movies and TV shows that betray the audience in some way
1: yeah somehow don't give people what they were actually looking for as the end game
0: (laughs) it's not a happy ending for
1: for this group of people that they've been following for years and years
0: and i guess i just wanted us to chat about separately but equally wait
1: should we actually give a spoilers warning right here just in case i don't feel like we're gonna actually spoil anything
0: i mean we could find something to spoil
1: just just Listen carefully. And also, if we spoil <laughs> everything, We don't care. We don't, I don't care. I don't care. Don't spoil Killing Eve for me. That's all I'm going to say. Are you sure? Uh, yes, I will be very upset with you. I don't want to get into someone
0: taking down someone else in this manner, in a very particular manner. Okay, anyway. Shooters gotta shoot. Now, I'll we'll just leave I it to love
1: I just love that show. I think it's one of the best shows on
0: television. You have a background in screenwriting, I do. Let me start with the spoilers before we get into the actual content of shows. Okay. The way people treated in-game spoilers, there was a whole movement, actors were recording things.
1: It was serious.
0: Then I see Game of Thrones and everyone just, real time, just letting it fly. Oh, really? Do you... What's your stance on spoilers? Are you someone bothered by it? Especially, like, so for a show like Killing Eve, you're interested... Friend game you're not as much. Well, I'm
1: interested, but I also have to say, I also understand that the way I watch television isn't serialized week to week. Like, if the next you're a episode binger? is binger, I'm a binger. And so, um, mm. I'm, I'm a binger partly because I only have the streaming services. I don't actually have a, um, a cable uh, plan.
0: Hashtag she's young.
1: But, that being said, um, I think I just enjoy it. Because I have a really hard time watching a show and then being like, wait, I have to watch. I have to wait. I have to wait a week. For
0: this? Seven days.
1: Oh my god, I can't. What's going on? Especially something I think that's like so like thrilling. Something like Killing Eve is is it's really intense. It's not like a, a reality show where there's a script right. and a formula for like this is how we make you addicted to this. And of course, like fucking what is it, Ninety Day Fiance? That garbage. Like yeah, I can just have that on all day while I'm doing laundry or whatever. I don't actually care if I'm seeing right. it. It's about. You know, just watching people be messy on TV, which is always good, because it makes me feel better about myself, because my oh. mess is hidden. So...
0: Balanced.
1: I, you know, really. Let's let's be balanced. So, uh, I think for me, it's... I am aware that because I watch TV that way, I just have to prepare myself for there might be spoilers. But generally, I'm not... I So I don't actually watch Game of Thrones, so... I did watch the last season. I watched the first season and the last season. Mm. Not really on purpose, but it's just sort of happening.
0: I know Arya did something and everyone was really excited about it and then there were spoilers did. all over the place about some. not today, she stabbed someone, she flew through the air or something like that.
1: Oh, not today. Yeah, she killed the zombie
0: guy. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Okay, spoiler. But again.
0: And people so, were like sharing that in real time and I was like, whoa. Well, I actually the think because
1: back? it's a TV show that airs at a certain time that if you miss it, then it's on you. So again, like if I actually was yeah. like a binger of Game of Thrones and I wanted to be like, no, 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 don't spoil the last season for me, then it's on it's my responsibility to actually avoid those conversations, which really just means don't go on social media.
0: Now, what about movies? Because uh, So
1: movies I think are well, a, different, okay. a different animal. So there are a lot of people that I know that when these big blockbusters come up, they are gonna be like I'm going the midnight show of the day before, the earliest show possible, right? Yep. Don't get me started on how they're all collecting all these opening weekend numbers when the first show starts at 7 p.m. on Thursday. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway.
0: Fraudulent. Fraudulent it's, numbers. It's, Fake news. Okay. No collusion. Okay.
1: So... When it's a movie, there's got to be some sort of a window of time that feels appropriate where if you're seeing it at midnight the day before it's coming out right. or whatever. That's right. how I saw the Lord of the Rings movies when I was in high school, by the way. And then I would go to school the next day. Like an
0: Ooh, day. goodness. You know, it was stupid. It was like four-hour movies.
1: I know. So stupid. Um, but I was, I, mean, I was kind of a nerd about that when I was a kid. I like those movies. I like the books and stuff, but whatever. So... I think there is something, at this at that time, though, there was no such thing as, like, social media. When I was in high school, and I was seeing The Hobbit, not The Hobbit, because it wasn't The Hobbit then, The Hobbit came, How came after all those.
0: No, well, The Hobbit came first. In the books, it did. No, I thought, I, rem- I remember in the junior the high was right. seeing The Hobbit, and being thoroughly bored. Oh, okay.
1: Well, anyway, at that time, so I was a, ju- a junior in high school, I think, and... Maybe out. there would be people that came to school and were talking about it the next day. I read the
0: book, here's what happened. <laughs> but,
1: right? It's like there's there's just no method for mass spoiling stuff for people. And I think that if you are, one, I don't think it's really your responsibility to be saving anybody from anything. So if you want us to talk about it and be like, oh my God, Arya did this thing, right? Like, go ahead and do it. But I actually think people get joy out of spoiling at this point. They actually get joy This is
0: like a jerkish thing to do
1: Yeah And I'm not talking about Because I do have friends That will just live tweet the show Yes And that I feel like Is actually very different Because it's To me it's like Watching it with someone else If you're live tweeting it You're actually engaging with people That are doing the same thing You're doing Your live tweets are not For people who are not watching Your live tweets are actually For people who are watching Right And what I feel like I've been seeing Is a bunch of people On social media being like Ha 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 Black Widow dies And then I'm like Oh okay great by the way, I get that I spoiled something. That was spoiled for me, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, now I know.
0: Uh, here's the problem. Uh, not even a problem. I do think that there there's a grace period that should be given to both. But I think we need okay, to be what realistic. Is, what
1: is that grace period?
0: For a movie?
1: Let's let's propose.
0: For, for a, a blockbuster movie.
1: What, so we're talking Endgame? Endgame. Okay.
0: I think that it is not inappropriate to give people the weekend.
1: The opening weekend? Yes. I agree. I think beyond that,
0: like when you get to Monday, Monday, it's like okay, we you could put a tag here, but we're about to tear this thing apart.
1: I think I would have, I would disagree with you if I felt like anonia. Well, I think there was a period of time where it felt like these big blockbusters. It was like the the opening weekend is maxed out. So if you get a ticket, just recognize that you're going to be sitting right next to other people, and the whole place is going to be loud. Yes. And I know that there are certain movies I don't want to watch that way. There are certain movies that I'm fine watching that way. Like, I actually saw Black Panther at Harper, the Harper Court Theater, like the opening weekend, and it was loud, and it was rowdy, and it was awesome. But I I chose that because I was like...
0: That experience.
1: Yes, because the whole experience was part of it. I I wanted to be in a place where people were going to get rowdy.
0: They were talking over the movie.
1: Exactly. And I wanted that. Also, I did see Black Panther four times in yeah. the theaters. So Four times. Well, let's be fair.
0: Four times a uh, viewer, viewer. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I also saw the multiverse movie many times. I think I only saw it twice. No, time,
0: wait. So, so for a TV show.
1: Oh, wait, no. Oh, so, you're still doing, okay. So, I actually feel like we're past that period of time
0: oh, yeah, where yeah. you you have no
1: choice but to see a movie in opening weekend wall-to-wall people. I actually feel like the, the Roosevelt Icon Theater had the endgame in three different theaters and so it was like there was a show starting every 30 minutes.
0: Deep into the night.
1: Deep into the night. So, you actually don't need to, so there's no excuse for going to see it. I used to feel like I don't want to go see certain movies opening weekend because I don't want to have that experience. Yeah. Whereas now it feels like you don't have to have that experience. Even opening weekend at that icon theater on Roosevelt that I can just like take the train down Mm -hmm. to, there are so many shows with so many seats and I'm not, I I don't feel like I have to be forced into sitting at the front row or whatever. Did
0: you hear what uh, LaShawn McCoy did? No. So, you know, there are a lot of add ons and. Twitter things and Facebook things to block out certain names or things of that nature. Wait, like you
1: can go on Twitter and be like, I don't want to hear anything. Hmm. Hashtag DOT. I don't want to hear anything. Yeah, there was
0: like different guys. Like, hear the names I don't want to see. That's great. Which I know that was a thing. Sean McCoy, football player, Mm -hmm. went to go see Endgame and it was great because he tweeted about a character dying. Mm -hmm. Tony Shark. And.
1: That actually really makes me sad. Again, I haven't seen it, so all of this is spoilers to me, but, like, man, Tony Stark is great. Anyway. Pretty good. I mean, I don't want to be friends with him, or date him, or whatever, but, like,
0: as a hero?
1: I Okay. Anyway.
0: Here's the thing. He misspelled, like, (gasps) Stark. So that
1: it came through? And
0: some other thing. And so it came through, and people were incensed. Livid.
1: Oh, I bet.
0: Because he was just like, man, it's really messed up that they killed Tony Stark, and killed... (gasps) it like, how I don't do you,
1: know how I, you say it. No, we'll talk about this. Well, later. We can do it I all wanna there. know. I wanna know. I'm still gonna see it. I just sure. I don't really care.
0: Now, like, I wanna get to like how these these shows Also, end. wait,
1: can I just oh, time it real quick? Oh, go ahead. Can I time it real quick? Honestly, I don't like Honestly. this whole thing about like, oh, half the population dies and then they all come back. Whoa. Like, some of them have to legitimately die. Well, it doesn't mean anything if some of them don't actually die. Well, you know. That's right. what I think. I mean so, what's her name? Uh, Zoe Zeldana's character. Oh, Gamora? Gamora. Gamora. So, mm. when she gets gets thrown over the edge, Whoa. it's obviously like, okay, that's the old, Infinity that's War the spoiler. other one. <laughs> so that, to me, was like, at, at, a, at a certain point, that, for me, was like, oh, shit, this shit is real, because she died, and whatever. Okay, she comes back. Can I but,
0: give you a spoiler?
1: Yeah, please. I don't care.
0: They ain't coming back. Oh, everybody's Nobody, coming back. That's
1: fair. Yeah. And, and I think to me, I was like, oh, good. Because I don't want There's this stakes. sort of like feeling where... Yes, I need to know. Yes. I need to know there are stakes. Also, T'Challa, I don't give a shit about him. So I don't care if he comes back. <laughs> I'm sorry. Chadwick Boseman is not a good actor. Go ahead. Whoa! He's not very good. Oh. I watched... Um, wow. One of my favorite things on YouTube is clips of old Saturday Night Lives. And so you can kind of just see, like, a, just a thing at a time. Well, because it's like if you have five minutes and you just want to kill some time with something, it's cool to just be like, okay, the let me jada. watch this one from... He's not a good actor. <laughs> He's not good at acting.
0: We're not at the He's unpopular a... opinion okay. segment.
1: You're right. I'm sorry. Continue.
0: I just want to note, TV shows, I think you have to give it the day it runs. Mm-hmm. I think you have to give it a full second day. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes.
1: Is there a difference between something that's network and something that's cable? Like, Game of Thrones is cable? Do I feel like to, cable
0: I mean, premium, full second day.
1: I feel like the opposite.
0: You give it, like, you spoil it the day before?
1: No. I feel like <laughs> if you, so if you're watching something on HBO, you fucking know that shit comes out on Sunday night. You may be and busy. And you have a family.
0: No. no. Like, Mad Men? Because I didn't have the, I would, I would Mad watch Mad Men. AMC? Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: I would watch it, like, on Monday night.
1: So Mad Men would debut on Sundays. Sundays you at ten. Watch. Why didn't you watch it on Sundays?
0: I at the time I'd, I'd like doing other things, hmm. working or whatever. And so okay. give me a day. Also, like frankly, if you just tag things appropriately, you can avoid spoilers. But yeah. like be like take some responsibility. Be an adult.
1: Yes, and I think, I think that that's that's, that's that's partly what I'm saying. It's like yeah. at a certain point, you have to recognize that's your own fault. Thank yeah. God nobody watches Killing Eve. Although I'm gonna regret like saying that because. A lot of people watch it? Oh, yeah. Who watches it? Who do you well, know? A human
0: about? being. Like, many of my friends. I introduced them to them, and they're you, like, yeah.
1: Well, maybe you just have, like, quality friends. I, I not really I'm know. just saying, like, I think my social media feed, and I, a lot of this is also a the little Tia. bit new for me, too. I, I also haven't been on social media a lot for the past couple of months.
0: Yeah, you missed uh, some stories.
1: Just busy, and I also don't care. See? Um But I... I do think it's about how you curate your feed, too. Like, I got one person I know who's going to show up on my feed who's going to talk about Game of Thrones all the time. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, like, I'm not kidding. She's got, like, a Game of Thrones tattoo, a Game of Thrones podcast. She's actually part of the fandom, and, like, people follow her, and they know who she is. And um, I think she's just lovely and wonderful as a human being. I don't care about her Game of Thrones posts. But I know that if I'm worried about something, and I'm not. I don't, again, because I don't follow it. I don't care that much, but, yeah. The story that you shared with me, is that you were, where you were about to go?
0: No. Because it was
1: super epic. I'm just going to say, we're going to tag something in the show notes that you should really see about... No spoilers, spoilers on that. No spo Yes. No spoilers on this. It's going to be tagged in the show notes. All I have to say is just read it. It shows It, it is, it is a, um, a testament to the human spirit and to the commitment under which we can all uh, become better people.
0: Real quick, before yeah. we move on, what, from your perspective, both in your the skills that you've acquired over time, but also your preferences. Why why do shows and movies struggle to, like, stick the landing? What is it yeah, about it? That's about a good it?
1: question. We, and we were talking a little bit in sort of the pre-show meeting about, like, I I started watching the Deadwood movie. Yes. And that I really loved the, the series Deadwood. And I think I've watched... I think I've watched the whole thing twice. Ten <laughs> years later. Um, yeah, I didn't watch it as it was coming out. And I don't know if that was, if it was, was that I just didn't have HBO or I didn't care, but I found it late um, and binged it. And... Um, I have to say I'm not I'm not super impressed so far. Um,
0: <laughs> Full disclosure: I, what twenty minutes?
1: Yeah, I mean I think part of it is so with TV shows in particular. Mm. I don't know that there's a way for people to really get it right because there's this sensibility of with television in a different way than you feel in movies and even movies like the Marvel Universe where it's been going for so many years and there've been so many characters and so many different directors who've done. Who've, who've taken the same characters into different places. I'm thinking about, like, the Thor Ragnarok movie is so very different from all the other Thor because of Taika Waititi and how amazing he is. And I feel like I've actually talked about him a lot on this podcast. But anyway, there is a level to which the, the intimacy of a TV show mm. really leaves people feeling personally connected in a way that movies don't, even if you love the movie. But you feel like you have ownership of, you feel like you are owed personally some kind of story as you see it should end. Right? Not about like if I watch a movie and it's over I don't necessarily feel personally offended if I don't get my way. Whereas if there's a television show and it's because you're constantly bringing these characters into your home.
0: It's investment. There's some real deep
1: In a very different way. I mean think about Game of Thrones has been going for how many I mean I know it's eight seasons but how many years is that actually? Because it's more than a long time, yeah. It's like ten years because it's because every, even, every yeah. season doesn't correlate to a year with, with HBO. And they
0: split up a... Yeah, that's Oh, right. yeah, I
1: forgot. Why did they start doing those things, those season breaks?
0: Because they're trying to max out, and, it, and it's, it's bad. It's actually bad.
1: It's also, I think, because shows have gotten shorter, that every season has gotten shorter. Like, Game of Thrones was only... The eighth season was only six episodes. Oof. Whereas, like, if you think about... Think about, like, a network sitcom where they do, like, 22... 22, yeah. yeah. But I do think that it's, like... People have an ownership. They feel connected to it, and they feel um, they feel that the writers have a responsibility to deliver something, which is stupid. Of course, you have no say in this. I think I don't know what people have sort of thought about Endgame, but I know people were really upset with Game of Thrones. Oh, Again, I watched the first living. season and the last season, and I actually didn't feel like there was much that was m- missing. But of course, like I don't know the full stories of these the journey of these particular characters but I think for me I was I found a lot of plot holes at Mm -hmm. the end I didn't necessarily care what happened I was just like well this actually doesn't make any sense
0: people felt like it was lazy I do think there's a disconnect and I guess I'll wrap up my perspective on this is I think people are they obviously care so much about the content yeah that I think people may forget that for the people playing the actors and the writers oh my god there's like, really I'm ready to be done with this I
1: actually feel like it's probably a little bit of both so 30 rock as an example I watched um, there are mm. just certain episodes that I really like and I never realized like there's some really problematic shit in that show but um, I watched the very last episode of 30 rock and I had actually when when 30 rock was happening mm-hmm. I resisted I would not watch the last episode. And so hmm. I watched it for the first time maybe a couple years after Thirty Rock was over, and I rewatched it recently just out of curiosity. And there's there are some characters that when they're talking about because it's for those that don't know that Thirty Rock is about a show that is a late night show akin to Saturday Night Live. And so <laughs> as the show is ending on NBC, the actual show, what they're actually acting out is the end of the show that they're
0: that, yeah. that
1: is the centerpiece for the story, and one of the characters, at the very end, she's actually singing a song that's ridiculous and silly because it's a ridiculous and silly show, but as she's singing about it, tears are coming into her eyes, and it's not her acting. It's actually probably how the actor feels about it. Not because they're not ready to be done, as you've said. If you've done something like seven seasons of something like 30 Rock that does have 20-something, maybe not 20-something, but in the teens episodes, Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe you want to do something else. And... I would say that's true, but you have to also understand, like, these actors are being these people. And, and there's an emotional component to that that's really challenging and hard. And sometimes I've actually, I, I remember reading about different characters' deaths in Game of Thrones and how the actors felt about mm-hmm. the death that they were able to be given. So in the, in the last season, there's a character who is this child leader. She's, like, the last of some line, and she's, she's supposed to be 12, I think. And in her death scene, she gets crushed to death by a giant, but in the process, she kills the giant. Mm. And so, you know, the giant, I think, falls on top of her and crushes her to death or something like that. And she talked about how, like, that was actually the the biggest culmination. like, as sad as I am that I'm not playing this character, like, that was a gift to me that they gave me this super memorable ending. Yeah. And I remember after that episode, that was one of those things where Twitter just lit up. Everyone was talking about how this little girl killed this giant. How she died in the process. They were calling her Giant Slayer. And and I think there's a there's an emotional component to TV shows that doesn't feel like it's there in movies because it's like if you're if you're shooting a movie, if you're an actor, if you're a viewer, that happens in a very short period of time and then it's over. Television shows happen for long periods of time, and I think the actors. I mean, the Marvel universe is maybe one of those things where, like, you're playing Captain America over and over and over in all these different movies. So maybe there's that.
0: So, this was certainly the case in doing, in finishing up with interviews from uh, Chris Evans and uh, uh, Robert Downey and um, Scarlett Johansson. They were like, yeah, but given the way the movies are in this universe, and, like, we may be shooting for this other movie that I'm going to appear in. Or you have to look a certain way and I can't take on this other role that would be challenging and engaging because I have to be Tony Stark for the, the next seven movies. And so it may, it may get exhausting. Alas. Alas. I feel like we've exhausted us. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your insight. Okay, so we're back. We're and back. And because of Life Happens.
1: We took a break.
0: Yeah, and it worked. This is
1: kind of editing. We kind of edited this. This
0: one. is a big moment for us. I'm S- excited. Second story.
1: Second story.
0: Heartbeat bills, abortion yeah, laws we really, we're under really attack.
1: Ending this one on a low note, aren't we? Well, uh, well unpopular opinion,
0: but it, 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 certainly, certainly not the, the best topic. to Not do. bright and cheery. Uh, essentially, in the last couple of months, Georgia got a lot of attention for passing one of these heartbeat bills that just more or less tries to build in an infrastructure to ban abortion. Absolutely. Certainly, uh, no abortions until uh, after the first six weeks, where. The woman may not know that they're even pregnant. Uh, 99 years in prison for any doctors that perform an abortion. So terrible. Uh, Georgia got a lot of attention, but these bills have been popping up in Alabama, Ohio, Mm -hmm. uh, Missouri, Indiana, Kentucky. Louisiana, I think. Louisiana just passed one. And I guess it's such a big topic because it appears that Roe v. Wade Mm -hmm. is in the sights for a lot of... um, pro-life activists more or less and i wanted to get your sense of where like what do you think about this i mean there's a lot of different things that the trump era Mm -hmm. is bringing into focus and and
1: if we make it through
0: (laughs) if we make it through but this is certainly an area an area where you saw the supreme court become more conservative that these bills are popping up and they seem to be trying to to dismantle yeah. the ease and the ability, frankly, of, of women to get abortion.
1: Yeah, I actually think, interestingly enough, I think there will be a very strange legacy left for the Republican Party. I think that this era and I think this particular issue in general is something that is really very, um, it it is, it is big government. At its core, and and I think when you think about, and I guess that's the difference between conservative and Republican, right? Like a Republican doesn't necessarily say they're always for small government. Um, I think it's probably pretty traditionally Republican to say that you're pro-life. But it, it feels to me like this administration is going to leave behind a legacy of the biggest, the most intru- or intrusive, excuse me, government that we've had, at least in my recent memory. And I think like modern historians will probably agree that there's there's – this is this is all up in our business this administration is all up in our business
0: Very we, contrary to the freedom loving uh, yeah that they, that, that, they, they that they
1: espouse and i think it's like with these particular bills i've heard that it's a it's political strategy so they know that it's unconstitutional they know that it will create a challenge that would have to have to create um or i, I suppose it doesn't have to create but it would it would lead up to the supreme court assuming right. that I don't know exactly how court systems work, but it's like that's what they're going for. They're actually trying to create laws that would make challenges that would cause the Supreme Court to overturn this precedent of Roe v. Wade. And I guess yeah. because Roe is is actually, the precedent is actually more along the lines of privacy and less along the lines of actual, like when does a person become a person and have personable rights, there is some wiggle room for that to then become something different. And I, I'm... My heart really breaks for a lot of people who are in those places who need this kind of service and and need, I think I say it very gently because I think I think that's another thing that people get really hung up about in this debate like sure. who needs it versus who just wants it versus when should this be available and I I just think about like if I was forced to carry a child that I wouldn't that I didn't want I think that would be really traumatic for me as an individual and I don't know how that serves our larger society.
0: Especially given that there aren't, e- not to say even, but there aren't even protections oh, for rape or incest. Like they, it, it, It's kind of staggering. Now, these bills have been around yeah. since 2011, more or less, mm-hmm. but they've failed in state houses, they failed all over. right? And I think there's a combination of several things happening. One is... You do have a set of folks that are more conservative on this issue and feel more emboldened because state houses have been more uniformly red and conservative. used to be that you could rely a third of Republicans would be pro-choice, but Mm -hmm. that group seems to be dwindling, and they've been replaced by people more aggressive and anti-abortion altogether. Plus, you have a president who... I just think he
1: doesn't care.
0: Is uh, fanning these flames uh, in, in in certain ways about yeah, protecting life. It, it it strikes me that, I mean, it's devastating to see yeah. and, and watch, and to know this is. I should I think it's important for us to note that none of these heartbeat bills are in effect. Correct. Currently, they they are in the courts, and you're right that the idea is that they will be defeated, and then there will be a series of appeals that will go up to the Supreme Court.
1: That's the idea.
0: Um, I don't think that will be very successful.
1: Um, well, the Supreme Court can also say, no, nah, yeah, they don't want to.
0: Right. They, they, and I think it won't be successful because they will punt yeah, the issue. Yeah, I would think lower so. Lower court. What I think is also important to note and is striking, which is having some success, is the mechanisms for access that you were mentioning. Yeah. That, yes, this is a very extreme bill that's meant to have a different level of fight, but these, the... Uh, you need to see a doctor, you need to go to an ultrasound first, these kind of forcing things, only certain hours for clinics. You have these the, states... The
1: width of the hallways.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You have the uh, Missouri, one clinic fighting to stay open in, in the entire state. Yeah. That those pieces of legislation have been successful. Yeah. And so the access to, like at the very bare minimum, like if you want the service, sure... But we're gonna make it we're gonna make it really incredibly hard,
1: hard and, and for unnecessarily to provide it. emotional. Yeah I'm, I I do I feel like that's been happening for a very long time or at least it's it feels like it to me. And I think that the thing that kind of really makes me upset about it more than anything else, I think is the hypocrisy of it and like how mm-hmm. there don't seem to be any um, where okay, so for example, in Alabama, the governor said, Well, we want to protect life in all of its forms, but right. the Alabama governor um, personally oversaw the executions of two people. And mm-hmm. so it's like, How? This, that's not really what you're talking about here. You don't respect life in all of its forms. You respect this particular life because it means something to you in a context that's either political or spiritual or whatever. And you're really trying to kowtow to certain voters who have you by the short and curlies. And who cares? why you're doing it, right? Like, but but don't... I'm saying in general, it doesn't matter why you're doing it. Yeah. But just don't try to pretend like it's because you have some moral high ground because you don't. The other thing that just seems really hypocritical about all of this is like, again, if you say you care about life, you have to also give some credence to quality of life. And so if what you're doing is making survivors of rape and incest, for example, not that those are the only people that should be able to choose (laughs) Exactly, yeah. But survivors of rape and incest if you are not go- if you're going to put them through something that's really traumatic for You know, we'll say eight months generously because for the first month Maybe they didn't know what they were going through But they certainly had the trauma from whatever it was they were experiencing But if you're gonna to continue to traumatize them for nine more months and then decide there's no social net there's no safety program like this is also the party that doesn't care Correct. about single mothers, that wants to get done with welfare, that doesn't actually look at the reality of what it means to be a parent. Because to be fair, being a parent could actually be sort of like a death sentence to certain people in terms of like the quality of the life that they're living, in terms of the access, in terms of what's what's possible for them.
0: Yeah,
1: You know, someone who's 20 who gets pregnant in college and doesn't know what they're doing, that irrevocably changes the course of their life. And if they have the choice very early on when again those heartbeat bills this is the other thing that really makes Quorum, me quote. angry it's not a heart
0: right collection of cells
1: it's a collection of cells and i'm serious like when we get a heartbeat it's not because there's a fully formed heart in there it's because there's some sort of circulatory system within this clutch of cells so anyway to me it just it's it's really infuriating and infuriating and maddening and in most cases these laws are being written designed and pushed through by people who actually will never experience this and so it's wondering, it's like, why, in, in what circumstance do we really allow this to happen where people who will never experience something are the only people making decisions about this for other people?
0: More often than that.
1: That's big government.
0: Yes. It's oh, in, in its purest form.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: Uh, Illinois recently passed, re- repealed the 1975 uh, state law uh, that set restrictions around abortion, things like requiring spousal consent. Increase waiting periods, restriction, restrictions on clinics. And you've seen some states trying to push pro-choice support bills. My question as we kind of wrap up, is this a topic that's going to galvanize Democrats and or the left? Because I think some of the success, if, it's, if, if you look at general, generational replacement and legislative replacement in terms of being more conservative on the issue... Mm-hmm. There's also, I think, a fair statement to say that this abortion is a, like, galvanizing issue for a large percentage of people on that side. And so they've been driving this for decades.
1: Yeah, I mean, sort of since Roe. I mean, when Roe was passed, you actually sort of would think that there would have been, like, pandemonium in the streets. But actually, I think a lot of people found it to be pretty common sense there they yeah. the reaction that we see or that the opposition that we see to abortion as healthcare now is actually not something that's that's echoed when you look at it historically and like what was happening mm-hmm. when roe was being right. passed and i think that i've heard historians really talk about it as like this was the republican way to court the evangelical vote and among another of other issues but it was really part of this idea of like, we've got this whole voting block that nobody has really tapped into, so let's go get the ultra-conservative religious people. And those actually seem to be the people that are kind of running our electorate right now. And I don't exactly understand. Those are the people that elected <laughs> our current president, who is a thrice-divorced, thrice yeah. um, very proud philanderer, and- it's really
0: paid for several abortions. What
1: did he say, two Corinthians? Oh my god, this is not a man of God. And I think it's it's Hardly. it's politics. I think it's one hundred percent politics. I I do not believe a lot of these people when they're talking about with the politicians. Uh-huh. I actually believe a, a lot of the protesters.
0: Oh yeah, they seem to be genuinely held beliefs. I
1: believe so. And I think I've actually heard um, Sarah Silverman actually did a. Um, I think if she was on Bill Maher, but she was talking about how. Like, she tried to sort of see the humanity of who those people are and, like, why they're doing the things that they're doing and really trying to bridge gaps and really understand, like, why might you feel what you feel? And it's, like, such an exercise in compassion. I wouldn't (laughs) want to do it. But, you know, these people who are very very fervently about this thing, I think it's just politicians who've connected to that and said, well, if I can get on your side, you're going to be a one-issue voter. and So it doesn't matter what I do about any of this other stuff as long as I can deliver this for you. Or as long as I say I can deliver this for you, hmm. and so I think it's much more political than it is actually social or moral or spiritual. But I think they use the cover of morality and and decency yeah. in a place where it really doesn't exist, and it, it is one hundred percent political. I think
0: it's going to be curious to see a lot of set, a lot of different issues, a lot of different candidates clearly making inroads. Certainly, you know, Democratic and Republican controlled. Quote unquote, states are pushing these kind of heartbeat bills right. forward. And so I hope that this is on top of a long list of things that could potentially galvanize people that are more affiliated politically with me, but we, we shall see.
1: I just think that those are the types of people that are not going to be one issue voters anyway.
0: Probably not.
1: Sorry, that was a bummer.
0: Ah, well, you know, it's, it's such as life.
1: Such as life. Yeah. Alan. Yes. What's got you all? Twisted up and mad these days. What's your unpopular
0: opinion? Great question, Whitney. Let me tell you something. It it is June second when we're recording this podcast. It is beautiful outside. You're going to be going out to enjoy some outdoor. I'm going to
1: go get drunk on a rooftop. You're
0: going to get do do some uh, uh, drinking outdoors. That's right. So people love eating outdoors.
1: Patios are open all over the place. They do. Oh no. (gasps) This is your okay. Keep going. Whitney. Yes.
0: Unpopular opinion. Yeah. Eating outdoors sucks. <laughs> sucks. It, okay. it is not a good experience. A Couple of different reasons. Okay. One, you're dealing with gusts of wind throwing off napkins all over the place. I where don't like are you it. eating? Outdoors. Well, sometimes I'm on sorry, rooftops, what sometimes kinds, on patio What kinds
1: of establishments? Where where no napkins n- are just flying everywhere? You're potential. A cyclone of napkins? But potentially. I'm not, anyway.
0: I'm not going with the linen napkin. Okay, maybe well that's then, my then
1: maybe what you really need to do is think about like class myself up? Really? Just if you're gonna go out to eat instead of just no. making something everyone in your loves to non- eat an air fryer. No, not everyone loves to eat it outdoors. This is your this is your unpopular opinion.
0: But, but it's unpopular because the, the majority of
1: people don't eat it. Oh, okay. No. Bugs. Bugs, yeah, bugs, okay. is bugs is real. Bugs is real.
0: Things are fu you were talking about these seedlings, these little these yeah. little puppy seed I got stuff flying in my food. Yeah.
1: Three. I've actually got a big problem with food being served outside, oh, but not eaten outside because yeah, of the that
0: whole reason. process. Let me give you the third one. Okay. Pay attention here. This is a little nuance. Ugh. Depending how want long to punch you're you out, you in the, face. the sun versus the shade, and do I keep my sunglasses on or off?
1: That's really what's bothering
0: you. I'm just telling you. It's warm what in it the sun. It gets cool in the shade. Sneaky cool. I want to keep my sunglasses on when I'm outside. People don't necessarily you think like you're that. Cool. No, because I don't want the sun in my eyes. Yeah,
1: it's actually protection. Like and then people are like, sensitive.
0: oh, I don't know if you're paying attention to me. Oh my god, the whole operation: eat indoors, mm. cleaner, stable environment. Mm. What I have to worry about? It, it may rain, and mm. maybe I have to worry about somebody throwing up from you throwing up on the rooftop. It's falling I'm down sorry. on
1: me. I'm sorry. Come on. What makes you think that I cannot hold my boots? That's,
0: uh You know, what? great point.
1: That actually is the most. Offensive thing you've said today.
0: And I, uh, you know, I apologize. Okay. I'm Eating agree. outdoors. Out. Don't
1: agree. It's stupid. Eating outdoors, fine. Serving food outdoors, not fine. Oh, we need the
0: difference or uh, distinction. Caps.
1: So, um, interestingly enough, I ha- also have a food unpopular opinion. I, I feel like actually our unpopular opinions are a lot. Are, are popular opinions always about food? No. So, no? Okay. Okay. So, um, my unpopular opinion is um, about eggs. Sunny Side Up eggs? Okay. Fuck off. <laughs> like, Why is that even a thing? Why does anybody ask for that? So- You know not a um, Sunny Side Up? Here, so here's an example. I go to one of my favorite brunch spots. Are you Googling Sunny Side Up yeah, eggs right now? I'm just, I'm just
0: giving a good look at it.
1: So Sunny Side Up means that you only cook it on the bottom. Yes. So it's the most gooey, meaning that if you're like a yolk fan, oh my gosh, you're, you are not a yolk fan. No. Are you not an egg fan in general? I like eggs. I very But, much I,
0: I, but I have a narrow band for eggs.
1: So I watch a lot of cooking channels on YouTube um, because I like, I like people teaching me the recipes mm. in person, I think. I find it a little bit hard to, to just read a recipe. So Bon Appetit has a good channel oh. and then um, Epicurious has a couple really good ones. Um, Epicurious has this one where people talk about different price points for items. So if you're like, why get the expensive cheese instead of the cheap cheese? Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, at least I think that one's Epicurious. But anyway, there was one where, there's, there's one channel where people try, it's like 50 different people try to make their version of whatever the thing is. Uh Or, or we're going to make this thing 50 different ways or whatever. And so they did eggs and they did one where they like cracked an egg into a waffle maker and... Da, da da da. And in my head, I'm thinking, why would anybody? <laughs> why would anybody eat? There's 50 different ways to cook an egg. Why would you get sunny side up? So I went to the breakfast house. Okay. I get a hash, which is yeah. for those that are not from If you don't know what a hash is, fuck off. So I get a hash.
0: Spoiler alert. And
1: she asks me how I want my eggs. And I actually feel like that's I mean, one, it's a good question. I'm glad that she asked, but I feel like it's always over medium because you want a little bit of goo, but you want them cooked. So the over medium means you cook the bottom, then you flip them over, then you cook the top for a little while, and then you dip. So a little gooey, not.
0: I would say it's over easy medium versus over medium. I guess you're cutting. Yeah, over medium.
1: Yes. So over easy would be like you you do the same thing, but you do it lighter. Yes. So like more goo. Gotcha. But sometimes I don't like that because there's there's still white. There's still goo white. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, goo white. Anyway. So you get like a tiny bit of goo with over medium. Over hard would mean that you cook it and the yolk is completely cooked.
0: Which is good.
1: That's what you would prefer? I don't, don't like I don't any like running unless I'm... You need some yolk.
0: No, 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 no. You need some yolk. I need no... Unless I'm eating... Okay, then
1: why don't you just get eggs scrambled? Because well, that's the what I do. Really... That's... The... Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah, so don't get them over hard because that's... Then you might as well just get them scrambled. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, egg whites... Fuck off. Oh, the Why? Double, this
0: is a like double or nothing here. What the fuck is an egg white
1: for? <laughs> it, to me, so I, I made a um key lime pie recently and you use the yolks for that. So I had the whites and I was like, well I might as well just make scrambled white oh, eggs and then throw it in with a scram like I was thinking I would throw it in with a bunch of vegetables and some greens and some quinoa whatever, and it would just make a big bowl and it would be fine. Like mm. I wouldn't even mm-hmm. notice, it would just be protein. No, it smells like <laughs> like dog food that comes in a bag, like the kibble that comes in a bag. And I was like, I, I, I threw it away because I couldn't eat it. And I honestly feel like eggs, there's like two, <laughs> there's two like right ways to cook eggs. One, is scrambled yes. completely. I don't want it wet, scrambled completely. I love
0: a wet Ew. scramble. Ew. N- not all the time
1: though. Ew. Or over medium, slightly gooey in the middle, but not Super good. You
0: don't want the sunny side up and it's just running all over the place. It's she falling She suggested the
1: plate, that I get them sunny side up. all what? over the what hash. What was she thinking?
0: Yeah, that's... that's, that's
1: I don't that's, want salmonella. Thank you. It's poor form. Poor form. So, anyway.
0: Can I just real quick before we go? Mm. Scrapple. What's right? Scrapple? Okay, we, we, we'll come back to this. Oh, okay.
1: Time. Okay. I decided. I... I,
0: I it, this is something something that... Uh, you have Eastern... East Coast roots. Oh, I
1: think I know what you're talking that about. Disgusting, yes.
0: disgusting... Scraps of pork and that's right. mush. That's right. That's one of the most fa- that's the foulest thing I put in my mouth.
1: Yeah, it's not a hash. That's not. Yeah. Thank you. Okay.
0: Yeah. i just wanted to make sure. No, I,
1: was like, I, I think the type of before. pudding.
0: It's listed as a pudding.
1: Ew.
0: Yeah. It does that's it, yeah okay. Anyway.
1: Well, it's also like there are people that don't like those meat gravies, where it's like scram, like um, it's it's you you cook some kind of a meat, mm-hmm. chip beef, sausage, whatever, um, and then you use the drippings from the meat to create a gravy oh. with. Um, milk or cream or whatever, and then flour. You thicken it up, and sounds then you great. add the meat back in, like a lot of black pepper, and then you serve it on toast. Oh, mm. Okay, well, well, whatever. You don't have to have. To- you could serve it on an English muffin. You could serve it on. Okay. Well, the I, idea I would- is that it gets it. You put it on some bread thing. Yeah, <laughs> a corn muffin maybe.
0: Can I just say I like the word "sop"? Yeah, Sop it's
1: it. a good word. It's it's one of those words that sounds like what it is. It's onomatopoeic. <laughs> Oh, that's well done by you. Automonopometic, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Split diff cast of the Twitter handle. Email the show, split the at gmail.com. Got a new Blackberry. I loaded all that up in so, up in the phone, so I'm ready to go. It's Get terrible. all the passwords. How long is the show? Are we under an hour?
1: Yes. Oh, can you we talk guess? about
0: fifty four minutes?
1: Okay, over, but very close. Fifty seven and three.
0: Oh, okay. Four, oh, this is great under an hour. Five. We'll see you all later. Cheers. Bye. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic.